0: The John Steigerwald Show. Sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
2: Good night, everyone. That was John Fetterman's opening line in the debate last night, and it was downhill after that. It was a total train wreck, uh, train wreck, I don't have to tell you that if you watched it, and that doesn't mean that he can't still win, and it doesn't mean that if he does win, it's not the end of the human race, because it is, especially after that uh, spectacle last night. That was enough to make you think that the only way that quite, quite possibly the worst candidate in the history of Pennsylvania politi- politics could win is if the Democrats cheat, and speaking of cheating... Have you heard what Hillary Clinton's been out there saying? Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections.
3: Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote
2: or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by
4: state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled.
2: <clears throat> That's right. Uh, the Misses is already laying the groundwork to question the results of the 2024 election. She's one of the loudest voices when it comes to criticizing election deniers and calling them threats to democracy. And by the way, can you imagine if she had beaten Donald Trump in 2016 and then been reelected and we'd have had to listen to that for six years, not to mention look at her and still have two more years to go? Ugh. Well, not too many people out there know the Clinton's better than Dick Morris, and he says that the Republicans look like they might be on their way to allowing themselves to be cheated out of a win again. We'll talk with him about that when we come back right after this break. He also believes, by the way, that Hillary's rant is another sign that she's running in 2024. And in our second half hour, the worst moment of the debate for Fetterman after saying goodnight uh, to everybody uh, may have been when he tried to weasel out of admitting that he's been against fracking forever. We'll talk to an expert about why it's insane for anybody to be against fracking. Stick around.
5: The economy is tanking. Crime is soaring across Pennsylvania. John Fetterman's solution? He would double down on job-killing tax hikes. Fetterman supported the largest tax hike in Pennsylvania history. He backs higher federal taxes, too making working-class families pay even more. And Fetterman wants even more wasteful spending, causing even higher inflation. Gas prices are rising again, retirement accounts are plummeting, and families are struggling to put food on the table. But Fetterman still supports the liberals' failed economic agenda. They're taking away what you work so hard for with higher prices and higher taxes. Things would get worse with John Fetterman in Washington. Because there would be no one to stop them. So we have to stop Fetterman. He's wrong for PA. John Fetterman is reckless. He's a far-left fraud. Senate Leadership Fund paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.senateleadershipfund.org. You
2: all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively for my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bedsheets, marked down as low as twenty nine ninety eight. dollars Mike's now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with promo code STAG. Don't miss out on these incredible offers. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG or go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code STAG. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at mypillow.com for the radio exclusive offer on all bed sheets.
4: Ah, uh, honey, I can't believe you gave me toe fungus.
2: Oh, I was so embarrassed.
6: I gave I gave my wife toe fungus for the third time. Even after all the treatments I tried, all the money I spent, now my family was also dealing with this nasty problem. My doctor then told me that toe fungus is not just a cosmetic problem and that it can spread and get worse. He introduced me to a new and different routine that flushes out even the most difficult cases of fungus. It's called Crystal Flush. After just three minutes each day, my toes were looking better and better until the fungus was completely gone. Just imagine finally winning the battle against yellow, crumbly toes and being able to go to the pool or beach in total confidence. Call now and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Try it now, risk-free. Call now, 800 354 or visit crystalflush.com.
7: If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your children, just look at the reaction to the work of Patriot Mobile in multiple school districts across Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company and is a force for conservative values. That's because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they have multiple major networks, plus you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com/gorka or call 972 patriot. Free activation with offer code GORKA. Special discounts available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today. And a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash G O R K A 972 Patriot. PatriotMobile.com slash Gorka.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Well, if you watched the Fetterman uh, Oz debate last night, you probably can't imagine Fetterman getting any votes from outside his immediate family, much less uh, beating Dr. Oz and becoming a U.S. Senator, unless, of course, he cheats. Well, Dick Morris has worked on lots of campaigns. He was an advisor to Bill Clinton. He's written a book called The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. He says it could happen again. He joins us now. Dick, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
3: Good. Well, that was such a one-sided debate. My God. You know, when you think of the arrogance of the Democrats and thinking Biden could be president or the Federman could be senator in kind of Republican God, it's absolutely incredible. So, uh, I thought I did a great job. I think that clinched the Senate. Do you? I think that. I think that. Uh, you know, we have we have to keep all fifty of our seats, and yeah. that was the only one I was worried about. North Carolina and Ohio are looking pretty good, and then we have to take one away. and Laxalt has a five point lead in Nevada mm-hmm. uh, that has he's held for several months. It was two, and now it's five. And then in Georgia. I think it's going to go to a runoff because I don't think either will get a majority. But when you look at the demographics of the vote that is now undecided, that will decide the runoff, it's overwhelmingly white. And so I think that Walker has a big advantage with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 I just feel there is a gigantic Republican wave coming. Um, at the moment, I'm looking at 50 to 60 seats in the House. Wow. And, uh, I think that... Uh, the history of this kind of thing is the wave becomes more exaggerated as you approach election day.
2: Now, um, <clears throat> I have to ask you this. Before before we get into the warnings uh, that you have for the Republicans, if you were were to go into a laboratory, and again, you've been around a little bit. You've worked with some candidates. If you were to go into a laboratory to try to create the worst possible candidate you could come up with, would you come out with John Fetterman?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's – that. I mean – I I don't know what he's like healthy, but... Yeah, uh, no,
2: he's not great healthy either, but...
3: I mean, it it was just incredible that the arrogance that they think they can win with that and the importance of that seat. Um, I mean, they really have cooked it. You know, the the point, though, is Democrats have absolutely nothing to say. Voters trust the Republicans more on inflation, crime, and immigration. And, uh, and the the Democrats had put all of their eggs in on abortion, all of their money on that. And uh, I think the Republicans have completely nullified that, like Oz did last night, by saying, I do not favor federal intervention. I'm running for the Senate. I would not attempt to impose an abortion law on the people of Pennsylvania. And uh, that just dismisses the issue. It goes away. And all of the tens of millions that they've spent trying to win on that issue is a total waste.
2: Yeah, what, what are you seeing uh, from the Republicans, Dick, now that you uh, now that you saw back in 2020 and that uh, has you uh, worried a little bit?
3: Yeah, the early vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been 12 million people who voted so far, and 50% of them are, Repub- uh, are Democrat, Democrat, and only 31% are Republicans. And uh, we don't know how they voted, but we know what their party registration was going into it. And that really worries me. Uh, the, in, in my book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback, I talk about how essential it is that we learn from 2020 and adopt the democratic tactics in this new era of an election. And I don't mean steal it, but early voting is here to stay and it's, it's transformed the elections. And Republicans are very reluctant to do early voting. They're afraid of the ballot being stolen. And I say if you mail it in, that's a fear. But if you go in person, it's not going to be stolen, and your vote will count. And the problem is that you have a fall-off of 5 or 10% every time in your election day voters. You know, the kids get sick, or it snows, or... You know, things pile up at work, and they just don't get a chance to vote. And if they're early voters, they just come the next day. But if it's election day, there is no next day. And uh, I think that the Republicans are falling into this trap of not doing early voting. And uh, they're waiting till election day. It reminds me of the baseball team that, you know, sits back and waits for the three-run home run. And, uh, where's as opposed to the one that scratches out a run every inning? Yeah. And I, I think that the Republicans are making a big mistake in this connection. I hope that all the people listening here who are Republican come out and vote early. Don't wait. Uh, it, you can't go into election day having to make up a 10 million vote margin.
2: Now, um, is it the Republicans? Do they think they're taking the high road by, by, you know, maintaining the sacred election day rather than spreading no. it out
3: no i don't think it's that i think they're basically afraid of it being stolen but i see early voting is part of the process by which we lost in 2020 illegitimately but uh you know it's what mark twain said if a cat sits down on a hot stove it won't ever sit down on a hot stove again but never sit on a cold one either <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, well well um I think the good as a good point you make about um the early voting you have that vote in the bag and so there's nothing yep. that can happen between now right. if you place your vote today and election day that can can right. change it and uh right. and there, you just can't make up though that the um, the deficit if you let it get to yep. be too large
3: Precisely. The other point that I would make to your audience if you're if you're in Pittsburgh right Yes is the importance of electing Mastriano. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mastriano is really an insurance policy for a Trump presidency because in all of the other swing states, the Secretary of State who controls the election is elected by the people, and you have a separate chance to win it. But in Pennsylvania, it's appointed by the governor, and the, uh, the Secretary of State had everything to do with the shenanigans that cost us the election in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I think Mastrano is a good guy. I think he's a real conservative. I think he's got a great deal of integrity. But uh, come on, that's how you vote for Donald Trump, elect a Republican governor of Pennsylvania.
2: We're talking to Dick Morris. He's the author of The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Uh, Dick, what do you make of the fact that that? Oz seems to be pretty much pulling ahead and looking like the guy to win, but Mastriano is not
3: right now. Well, it's not clear that he's not. The last three polls had him down by 11 and then 7 and now 3. And, uh, you know, voter trend in an off-year election manifests itself basically only at the end. It's like a curveball in baseball. It looks like a small break, but by the time it hits the plate, it's a two-foot break. And uh, I think that that's happening here. You look at the history of this race, nobody was paying attention to the governor's race. Everybody was focusing on the Senate. Mm -hmm. And uh, first it was in the primary and then in the general. And now the Senate is more or less going to be decided here because of Oz's victory in the debate. I think attention is going to come back to the skitch the State House, and uh, I think that Mastriano has an excellent chance to win and uh, basically, if you look around the country we're going to pick up governorships in Michigan and Nevada and maybe Minnesota and Arizona and all over the maybe even Colorado all over the country and I think Pennsylvania is going to be one of them. It is fatuous to hope that you can elect Donald Trump if you lose Pennsylvania, and you're not going to win Pennsylvania with a Democrat Secretary of State.
2: Now, I I saw somewhere just the other day, and I saw I actually saw the ad somewhere last night. Um, that there's there are ads out there where there there's the it looks like it's for the Democrats, but it's uh it's saying that Fetterman is a radical, but. Uh the guy running for governor Shapiro is not. And uh what I saw somewhere was that mm-hmm. that money was that ad was paid for by Carl Rose Pack.
3: Oh God. Incredible. You know, look, uh the the important point about Shapiro is that the legislature passed a law in Pennsylvania saying that if the district attorney like Krasner mm-hmm. doesn't prosecute criminals and doesn't go after them the state attorney general can supersede him and choose to prosecute those cases himself. And Shapiro has refused to do that. And that's all you need to know about him. He could have completely taken this crime wave and all over the state, 37% increase in homicides, and uh, preempted the local DAs who are not going after them and go after them themselves. And he didn't do it. And uh, I think that... I think Mr. Shapiro is a total disaster. I think he'd be a horrible governor, and I think Masquerana would be a damn good one.
2: Um, uh, Getting back to uh, Fetterman and Oz, um, I wanted to mention this before, but I forgot. uh, Your polling, I saw on the piece that you had, I think it was up at Newsmax, uh, 14% of Fetterman's voters have already voted, and that was before his disaster last night. uh, But only 1% of Oz's voters have voted.
3: Yeah, in fact, less than one. Uh, that stat is as of Sunday, uh, okay. so it's uh, it's 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 five days out of date. But mm-hmm. the national stats are still the same ratio of fifty republic uh, fifty Democratic votes versus thirteen versus thirty Republican votes. Fifty percent of the early vote are registered Democrats, and thirty percent are registered Republicans. So Federman probably still is way ahead in early voting. And so is Shapiro, and we just can't let that happen.
2: Is it too late to turn it around?
3: No, no, of course not. We're going to win, I think, and we just need our people to come out now and not wait until election day.
2: Well, you're you're saying that uh, you know so people should come out now, but uh, should the Republicans be running ads and should they be talking yeah. about it more when they show up on national TV?
3: They certainly should, and uh, I'm going all over the place talking about that on uh, Newsmax and on these radio shows, and I think it's terribly important to get out early and vote rather than wait until Election Day.
2: And it's all about the margin of error, isn't it? The Democrats get the yeah. advantage there because uh, because they, they got the votes in the bag.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> stuff happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and stops you from voting.
2: So, uh Hillary went on a rant a couple of days ago. Um, I played it at the top of the show, part of it anyway, and she warned Democrats about uh, Democrats about the plan uh, of, by right-wing extremists, as she referred to them, uh, to steal the 20 to- 2024 election. What is that all about?
3: Well, in a curious way, she's right, and she is uh, is identifying something that, Republicans have not talked about that is very important and a wonderful thing that's going to happen. Uh, A group of conservatives and Republicans in North Carolina who have a distinct ability that they can read English read the Constitution and it (laughs) says, the times, places, and manner of holding elections for Congress shall be determined by the state legislatures, not the governors, but the state legislatures, and in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and North Carolina, you have Republican legislatures that have passed pretty good election reforms, but the Democratic governors have vetoed them. And if this suit succeeds, which I think it will because four judges voted to hear it, which probably means they're going to vote for it, and we'll pick up a fifth conservative and probably can get Roberts it will mean that the governors play no role in that. So if the legislature passes a really good election reform bill like we've done in Arizona and Florida and Georgia, it'll take effect in Pennsylvania regardless of what the governor does. And uh, that's what she's referring to. And uh, the case is called Moore versus Harper. And it's not to seal the election. It's to make sure it's honest and make sure nobody steals it.
2: Yeah, well, here in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court uh, stepped all over the state legislature, and um, yep. a, uh, in 2020, and yep, uh, exactly. And uh, and now there's um, here in Pennsylvania, there's also uh, controversy about the mail-in ballots. The law says that they can't be counted if they're not dated, and the Secretary yep. of State has already said, "Well, that's nice that the law says that, but I'm not I'm not going by that."
3: Yeah, exactly. That's just the kind of Stuff that happened in 2020 and is going to happen again this year. Not enough to change the election, I think, but, uh, but it's there and we have to kill it before 24. And the one way to do it is to elect a Democratic governor. The other way is the Supreme Court may do it for us in Moore versus Harper, which is what Hillary's talking about. But while we're on the subject of Hillary, she's going to run. Mm-hmm. And I think she has an excellent shot at the Democratic nomination. I make this point in the return in my book. When I worked for Bill in uh, 1992, I told him what he should do is go out there and say, hey, look, Democrats, you blew it with Mondale. You blew it with Dukakis. Uh, don't blow it this time. Nominate a moderate, not a crazy leftist. Mm-hmm. And that's me. I'm a new Democrat. I will uh, make people work for welfare. I'll have restore the death penalty. I'll um, balance the budget. I'll, do, I'll build a wall in the southern border. He built 230 miles of wall, and uh, and and he used the democratic frustration at their defeat to persuade them to move to the center. And Hillary is using the exact same playbook uh, when she said that the United States that people do not favor open borders in the U.S. and Bill said we probably let as many people in as we ever can. And a time to stop. And I think that she is going to do exactly that move. And she's going to say, look, you lost us the House. You lost us the Senate. Don't lose us the presidency. Don't nominate Sanders. Don't nominate Newsom. For God's sakes, don't nominate AOC. Nominate me and I'll move the, the party back to the center. And I think that's going to work. I think she's going to win that nomination. I think Trump will beat her. But uh, the strategy that worked in '92 will work in '22.
2: Well, I got I got a minute left. Uh, I'm sorry, I got a minute left with uh, Dick Morris. The book is "The Return: Trump's Big 2024 Comeback." I can't even imagine having to look at Hillary for four years, but um, especially at the age of 80. But um, well, what will uh, the results of what happens on November 8th? have to do with her running is that what does it increase the chances if the if the democrats have a big a bad night
3: yeah i think it does i think that they'll force biden out of the race i think the party will go to biden and say look you cost us the house and the senate you got to get out of this race announce that you're not running in 24 we can't let you lead us into another debacle and i think biden will have to do that and uh, that'll open the door to a primary and initially, the left Sanders and maybe a o c and Newsom, will move to the front, uh, but then I think Democrats will begin to say, as they did in sixteen, "Oh my God, we're nominating candidates that'll lead us off the cliff again, yeah, and they look at Hillary as a moderate, and I yeah. think that's how she'll po- she'll pose
2: no, that's scary to think of her as a moderate, but uh, I hear what you're saying, hey, Dick, I appreciate you yeah. being on the uh, on the show again. Always good to have
3: you, thanks. Thank you. Great show. Bye-bye.
2: All right. That's Dick Morris. The book is The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. I will be coming back.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. New polling shows Republicans leading in key races for the Senate and governor's seats.
6: A series of polls this week released after several debates have taken place in key Senate races and contests for governor indicate that Republican candidates are leading in these races. A summary from the website Real Clear Politics shows the GOP ahead in races for Florida Senate and governor, with Republican Senator Marco Rubio leading Democrat Congresswoman Val Demings 54 to 43. Governor Ron DeSantis leads Democrat Congressman Charlie Crist 55 to 41. Marist shows North Carolina Senate candidate Ted Budd leading Democrat opponent Sherry Beasley 48 to 45. Bernie Bennett reporting. Three men
0: have been convicted of supporting a bond to kidnap Michigan's governor. It's a victory for state prosecutors Joe Morrison, Pete Musico, and Paul Bellar They were all found guilty of providing material support for a terrorist act as members of a paramilitary group. This is SRN News.
8: Nine. Back in the day,
0: Pittsburgh cranked out a lot of steel. We helped build this country. Our steel went into the Empire State Building, the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, you'll find it there too. These days, we're about more than steel, but we're still producing something strong. You can see it in the eyes of our kids. That same resolve, that same blue-collar ethic forged in the fires of hard work and history. And one day soon, they'll help build this country all over again. We're Pittsburgh strong. We're AM twelve fifty the answer. Your local radio stations
5: are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need, and the music you love.
2: Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Masters technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh.
0: Demand the
7: yellow van.
0: Service Master. Whose rulebook do you want to play by? The government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer
6: to help you protect what's yours
0: and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon.
4: On outbound 28, delays are still there, starting to get a little better, but it's still an extra 10 minutes or so. Grand Avenue up to RIDC Park, and that outbound off-ramp to Fox Chapel Road shut down through mid-November, so that's adding to the woes there. On Parkway East Outbound, it's crawling 2nd Avenue up to Edgewood-Swissvale. Inbound heavy, downtown trip from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, a few volume delays in each direction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
5: It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise cloudy, with a shower in spots until after midnight, low 41. Clouds giving way to sunshine tomorrow, the start of an extended stretch of dry weather, will reach a high tomorrow of 55. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, with a low of 34. It'll be nice Friday, with sunshine in areas of high clouds. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities, with a high of 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew
0: Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
2: Well, if you were to pick the uh, the worst part of John Fetterman's train wreck last night, not counting his opening line, which was goodnight, America, uh, it, it would have to be his response to a question about fracking. He went silent for a while when he was confronted with a major flip-flop, which is also known as a lie. Uh, Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future, was watching. He noticed. He joins us now. Daniel, uh, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, it is great to be on, and uh, and happy to talk to your awesome audience and in, in in the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, because a lot of them work in fracking.
2: That's right. So is this... It was that one answer that uh, can't be attributed to his health issues? His difficulty yeah, in no, he, that <laughs>
1: He's been he has been uh, hiding his record on fracking since he won the primary way before any of his health issues were uh, at least known um, to, to put it politely. Um, and, and it's not surprising, right? fracking uh, by the environmental left has always been this man. it's always been this they don't know what it is quite frankly they don't understand the process they don't know what it entails. They just know they're supposed to hate it um, but I'm sure one of his advisors told Mr. Fetterman or Lieutenant Governor Federman that you know several thousand Pennsylvanians directly worked in fracking, and according to the American Petroleum Institute, um almost half a million Pennsylvanians work in oil and gas overall, and so you know now you've got this candidate who's on record saying these very hostile oil and gas comments but he's going to need them to get out and vote and and so like you said it's they call it a flip flop but it's really just a lie
2: it's it's strange because um if, if on the one hand they will be very quick and uh and very intense in their um in their hatred for all things oil and gas uh, until it comes down to where they have to actually um, admit that that's the way they feel. I mean, they're happy to say it to some media person here or to, to see it uh, you know, written somewhere about them somewhere, but when they're confronted with it and, and asked, uh, what would you say to the voters, they sometimes somehow become a lot less liberal in their uh, approach toward, uh, the, toward uh, oil and gas.
1: Absolutely. And we saw this with President Biden when he was on the campaign trail uh, in private when he didn't uh, either know the cameras were running or he wanted to impress the audience he was speaking to. He would make these really big, grandiose statements. I'm going to end fracking. I'm going to end oil and gas. No more drilling. No more whatever. And then when he was confronted by it at that very contentious debate with President Trump, Again, he just lied and said, I never said that. Jack, uh, you, you put it on TV. He made some comment. like You showed me the video. And within seconds, everyone on social media was retweeting the hundreds of videos of Biden saying that. So, you know, it it it, it just goes to show you why Americans really don't like politicians. You know, it also explains the yeah. appeal of someone like Trump, who wasn't a politician. You know, wouldn't you rather just have like an honest leftist then I'd rather have Bernie Sanders, right? I, I honestly have more respect for Bernie Sanders because I know where he stands than I do Joe Biden or Fetterman or Shapiro, who have a very clear record. But now that votes matter, it's like, well, maybe, well, no, you didn't understand, John. No, you, you, you took me out of context. You know, just it's it's so it's so degrading as a human being to see them cower like that.
2: Yeah, and and uh, you wonder if 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 people like um, it's on un- one thing. It's understandable for Biden to not be aware of the internet, um, but you know a guy like Fetterman who's not quite into that generation yet. That it, you know maybe you could get away with saying those kinds of things and and blatantly lying the way Fetterman tried to lie last night in 1965 when there was no yeah. Google, there was no. Uh, um uh there, there was no internet to go back and look. there was no youtube, and it's just right there for people to uh, it, as you said it takes five seconds yeah.
4: but but again, it and also all, shows
2: that they don't have a they're not they, they they um are not as enthusiastic about their opposition to it as they as they say they are
1: no and because it also you you it makes you wonder if they are that comfortable with the lie because they know the people who can really call them out on lying, which is the media are in Mm -hmm. the tank, right? How, how is it ever going to be difficult for Fetterman to admit that he lied about fracking? If he doesn't have, you know, your local NBC Pittsburgh affiliate at the six o'clock news. And that's what a lot of people watch. And you know, your local good morning Pittsburgh TV show, if they're not talking about it, if they're not pounding, if, if, if your local newspapers aren't running front page stories and they know that they're going to always have that cover, they know that the, the media will always protect them. So they're very comfortable lying. They're very comfortable deceiving the voters because they know the media is in their pocket. And and look, I mean, we, a lot of people have pointed this out, that one NBC reporter who two weeks ago, I cannot recall her name, and nope. she wrote that article to say, I don't think Fetterman is, is, is mentally competent. And the media excoriated her. They destroyed her. Are any of those folks going to apologize right now? How many media, how many campaign trail journalists really know what's going on and just said, you know what, maybe I just won't print this story because I I don't want the guy. So who are you serving? Are you serving the voters of Pennsylvania by hiding that out? Uh, You know, could talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. There are so many stories like this that make you dislike the media.
2: I think they actually do think they're serving the the their audience because they think they're protecting them from information that they don't want them to have. Yeah. Uh and they Good they point. don't want their audience to to agree with Dr. Oz or to with Donald Trump. Uh, they they hate fracking mainly because they don't know anything about it and they're also uh, environmental wackos and so they they are they follow that religion, so they they do feel feel like they're protecting the flock. Um, and so uh, yeah. I, I have to. And uh, by the way, uh, Daniel, you know that the Philadelphia Inquirer, the largest newspaper in Pennsylvania, said that uh, Fetterman won the debate last night. And <laughs> one of the things they cited was that he didn't. Ba- that it was his answer on frack. I'm not kidding you. They they said that he 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 won the debate. So that's an, so that's what you're up against. It's, it's, uh, you you know,
1: like I said, they're despicable. You can't imagine being in that editorial room where they just all said, okay, well, let's just say he won, right? You couldn't imagine, you couldn't imagine looking at yourself in the mirror, right? You couldn't imagine living with yourself that you're just that blatant of of a liar because your agenda is so great. But we see this with every agenda, right? And we've talked about this a lot. It's what I love coming on your show because we usually extrapolate these Specific issues like fracking to the thirty thousand foot philosophical level, and we've seen them do this on so many issues. We saw the, the big lie on COVID, the big lie on the election, the big lie on on climate change, right? They will they will do whatever is necessary to advance their agenda. And boy, how they live with themselves is is beyond me. Maybe it explains Talk- why they're so angry.
2: Yep, we're talking to Daniel Turner. He's the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. Uh- So how much, uh, well, let me ask you this. Is it, it's a relatively new business fracking, and and it's a new procedure relatively. How long can it be a huge source of jobs and wealth in Pennsylvania? I mean, what's still out there?
1: Oh, we haven't even begun to tap the amount of of natural gas reserves uh, in in Pennsylvania. The Marcellus, the Utica, um, those are the the names your, your audience is familiar with. Um, I wrote an op-ed just last week in the New York Post reminding New York readers that it's actually a larger formation in New York State. Um, But the previous governor there has banned fracking. Um, But but fracking and and the oil and gas industry has been a huge benefit to the state of Pennsylvania. Like I mentioned, around 500,000 jobs, tens of billions of dollars in revenue. And where do you think, especially the leftists, where do you think the money for all of your programs comes from? Right in your schools and your all the things you want. I want free Head Start and I want free lunch for everybody. Someone's got to pay for that, and the and the people who pay for that are industries like fracking, which employs a huge percentage of the state and provides a, a, a ton of revenue. Um, and it it builds those communities in in small town Pennsylvania, right where where you don't have to have an expensive three hundred thousand dollar college degree to work in fracking but you know what you need when this is a problem you need to be willing to work right? you need to show up you need to you need to, to sweat right it is, these are not easy jobs like construction or like truckers or so many jobs but they are very high paying you can support your family you can support your community um, and Pennsylvania has has literally centuries of oil and natural gas that we know of which means we could even potentially find more so, again, anyone, anytime someone says, well, you know, fossil fuels are a limited resource, I don't, I don't know if we can prove that because every time we look, we seem to find more. So maybe there's a limit in that the earth is limited, but maybe they regenerate a lot faster than they ever got credit for. Um, and if Pennsylvania lost fracking, uh, your state would look like my beloved state of New York, where you cross the Pennsylvania border into upstate New York and you see one dying town after another. Pennsylvania has higher retail property for their homes. They have a higher uh, uh, average salary. Uh, life is better in Pennsylvania than just across the border in New York. And it is predominantly because of the oil and gas and fracking industry that has flourished in your state. Um, and what are the biggest voters myths? Your have to remember that.
2: And, Daniel, what, what are the biggest myths about the dangers of fracking and its effect on the environment?
1: Yeah, fracking is a procedure. So when people say I'm opposed to fracking, they, they have to explain to me what it is because I don't think people know what it is. That would be like saying I oppose drinking from a straw. And you say, well, what do you mean? Like a, 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 this, It's just the way you drink right mm-hmm. fracking isn't isn't any revolutionary and and it's actually been done commercially for almost 80 years now we got really really good at it in the last 15 years what they call horizontal drilling which when you think about it it's easier to dig a hole into the ground it's kind of hard to dig a hole and then make a left-hand turn um right. and you say how is it even possible but we do you should see what these drillers can do the turns and the twists and they go 10 15,000 feet underground and they find these deposits. All fracking does is it kind of loosens them up a little bit and brings them to the surface. So the biggest myth is that it's somehow dangerous. There are hundreds of thousands of fracked wells in Pennsylvania. There are close to 2 million in the United States. So when people say, well, fracking is deadly, you know, I've got to say this, and I don't mean this callously, if there was one person in the great commonwealth of Pennsylvania that you could point to and and truly verify that this kid got sick from fracking, you and I both know that CNN would be camped on that kid's front lawn every day. Fetterman would have him on the campaign trail and say, look at little Johnny. He was a healthy nine-year-old boy until fracking came along. So one of the biggest myths that annoys me is that people like Fetterman and AOC can say whole communities are sick from fracking. I do this for a living, John. I can't find one kid. I, I can't find him. I can't find the one community that is suffering from fracking. But I can find multiple multiple communities that have prospered because of it. So it's, it's, it's just a boogeyman. Fracking is like climate change. It's a phrase people scream and yell, like, wear your mask. But when you ask them to dig in, they have no answer.
2: And we're talking to Daniel Turner. He's the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. On another subject, uh, the big guy said today, Daniel, that gas prices will continue to fall. Where's he getting that? And and do you believe that for a minute?
1: No, I don't believe anything that comes out of Biden the, the Biden mouth at this point. Uh, he said the other day that, that as, as well they, they – um, had they, they just had two votes necessary to pass the student loan reduction, the student loan uh, forgiveness program, and everyone scratched their head and said what are you what vote are you talking about he just He just lies at this point, and, and I have to be blunt and say it he He said that my administration has taken an action, and we've seen all prices come down from energy and food. And you scratch your head and you say, how you just it's just lies. At this point, the desperation is so insane they they desperately are trying to keep the Senate. House is gone. Republicans will pick up yeah, yeah. forty houses, but now they're just trying to keep the Senate, and they will say whatever it takes to keep the Senate.
2: Any predictions on what we're going to be paying for gas around Christmas? we three ninety nine right now.
1: Yeah, if China continues to come back online because their COVID lockdowns are 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 are, are ending. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they say stable at this point. The demand is low because the economy is shrinking, right? So we're not using as much gas uh, or fossil fuels because the economy is contracting, and that is a worldwide contraction. So I think it could stabilize. My fear is that we have um, a very, very cold winter, and, and that's when people are really going to suffer. I hope I am wrong, um, but I could easily see oil getting back close to $100 a barrel and gas prices on average $425, uh, 450 Not quite yeah. as bad as it was in, in April or May, but bad. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Fingers crossed. So, but so I, do I. Um,
2: um, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm probably right.
2: Hey, Daniel, I'm out of time. I appreciate it as always. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, John. Okay, that's Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future. We'll be right back.
0: John Fetterman is too extreme for Pennsylvania. This is Matt Schlapp, chairman of CPAC Action Pack. By supporting 87,000 new IRS agents, trillions in new government spending, and stimulus checks for criminals and illegals, Democrats put loyalty to Biden, Pelosi, and Sanders above the needs of your family. Democrats are wrong on the border. They repeatedly oppose closing the border, leading to more human trafficking, drug smuggling, and violent crime. Democrats are also extremists on abortion, supporting unregulated abortion, even in the last trimester, funded by taxpayers. Let's send Washington, D.C. socialists a message. John Fetterman, he's wrong for Pennsylvania.
4: Paid for by CPAC Action Pack, not affiliated with any candidate or candidate committee. www.cpacactionpack.com.
2: Hey, how'd you like to have a brand new bathroom and the bath of your dreams, and not have to pay for it for a year and a half? You can do that now if you uh, go see Bath R Us. Check them out, and you can get uh, from uh, you, you can else you can get eighteen months same as cash. That's zero down, zero payments, zero interest for eighteen months. And if you get a free home, a free in-home estimate, you get one thousand dollars off. So one thousand dollars off. 18 months, same as cash, zero down, zero payments, zero interest for 18 months. The uh, bathroom experts from Bath RS are offering complete bath and shower remodeling services. It's not an overlay. They tear it out, and they replace it. That's what they do, and they replace it with durable uh, tubs and showers that are designed with an exclusive high-tech polymer liner, low-maintenance, resistance to mold and mildew, easy to clean, and that lasts for decades, and it comes with a lifetime warranty bath r us will transform any bathroom to the bath of your dreams the phone number 513-715-0778 that's 513-715-0778 go to bath us.com that's bath the letter r us.com for the bath of your dreams
4: this is molly hemingway in 2020 millions of americans experienced the most troubling election of their lives which is why I wrote the book, Rigged, How Big Tech, the Media, and Democrats Seized Our Elections. I write about Mark Zuckerberg's efforts to take over election operations in key states. And Mark Elias, the same shadowy lawyer behind the Russia collusion hoax who reshaped elections across the country to benefit Democrats. And I examine how the coronavirus was used to force election laws designed explicitly to help their party. Remember, The same media and political establishments that orchestrated the 2020 election had tried to delegitimize Trump's 2016 victory. My book, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections, exposes the truth behind the players responsible for the 2020 power grab that destroyed the credibility of our political institutions and the press.
6: Don't miss Molly Hemingway's book, Rig: How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections, now in paperback wherever books are sold. The
5: balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time.
1: I've been taking supplements and things like that. I stay away from medicine and drugs and, you know, all the stuff that the doctors and pharmaceuticals and stuff like that, I just don't like it. And I've all the supplements that I've been taking throughout the years, and they're, they were good. They're more on the high end but
2: nothing compares to the balance of nature, just not even close.
3: Well,
1: because I've been running up this hill for 50 years, when I take something different, I can tell the difference in how I feel running because it's the same path I've run for 50 years, a half a mile uphill, and I'm really pumping when I get to the top, and I can tell the difference if I've had the balance of nature's fruits and veggies or if I haven't.
5: Start your journey, call one 800 246 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping and don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I watched the uh, debate last night and it was uh, pretty painful. Uh, it's actually, you, you wanted to not laugh because you don't want to laugh at a guy's misfortune. He's not doing well. His brain is not working right but at the same time, uh, his feelings and hurting his feelings uh, don't matter uh, compared to a guy going to the Senate who can't think straight. Sorry, and that's the way it is, and the uh, people are being pretty tough on the guy after his performance last night, and deservedly so, but he made the decision to... Uh, stay in the race after he had a major stroke, and um, it was obvious to him, his wife, his doctors, everybody in the Democratic Party, that he was not normal and his his, his brain is not functioning correctly. You got to drop out. You got to drop out. It's bigger than you. You don't matter. You don't. You're running for the U.S. Senate. It's a pretty big deal, especially at a time when if you uh, whether you win or lose will determine. Who's in control of the Senate at a time when, I don't know, a lot of pretty important things are at stake here? So um, I'm not, I, I have sympathy for the guy because he's obviously struggling, but at the same time, sympathy's not what's important right now. He should have dropped out, and he has no business whatsoever even thinking about being a United States senator, and it's scary to think that anybody, including his wife, is voting for him.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van